Hey everybody, welcome to the That Sounds Toxic podcast. My name is Keely Stwicky. I'm Chris Davison. And we've been called to create conversations around dating and relationships in the pursuit of ending your addiction to toxic love. So today we're going to be talking about uh, or asking the big question, why are you even dating in the first place? So you want to kick us off? I do. I do. This is a topic I came up with and I really thought it was poignant. Um, I think it's good to have a goal or a why in life. Um, I think this is important, especially if you're approaching a relationship. I think it's pretty serious. Probably one of the most serious relationships you can have. So I do think uh, there's several reasons. I have my kind of my top 10 I want to kind of cover. I think there's a lot of good meat on the bone for people. But the first one I have is I think you should be able to learn about yourself. I think it's really, I think you could do a lot of work or do therapy or change a lot. But until you connect with somebody else on a personal level, a really intimate personal level, um, you can't really learn about yourself and how you respond or react to things. So I think dating can help you figure out what you like and don't like in a partner and what kind of relationship you want. It can also help you develop your communication and conflict resolution skills. So what do you think about that? Or what's one of the big points for you, Keely? I'd love to hear what you have to say. Yeah. So there was a time a few years ago where I was just so tired of the getting together and breaking up cycle of my relationships And I was working with a counselor and I told him, it's like, what is even the point of being in a relationship? I feel so good on my own. And then as soon as I get in a relationship, it's like fun for a little while. And then it turns into just like this, this thing that makes me feel like it's eating out my soul. And he said, well, the only thing that is more spiritually profound than a relationship is would be going and meditating in the cave, in a cave somewhere like the monks do. And he said, when, when you are in a relationship with someone, basically everything about yourself is reflected back onto you. And so anytime you're triggered by anything, anytime um, something makes you happy that they do, it's, it's a reflection of whatever's going on in your inner world. And so And especially for a long-term relationship, something that lasts years and decades is something that you're going to learn so much about yourself, like you said, and you're going to have such a spiritual experience from that relationship. And so I think it's easy for people to be like, oh, well, I just want sex or I just want someone to hang out with. I just want my best friend. But if you really peel back the layers you're going to find that being in a relationship long-term with someone is really going to be like the, like you said, the biggest education about yourself. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think you just really alluded on to the second point. I just want to kind of jump in because you already alluded to it is to grow as a person. Mm-hmm. I think, um, like I said, if you can go to a cave and I don't, we're just not designed for that. I think how we're created and we're designed is for relationship and fellowship. That's just how we're made. And I think to grow as a person, but dating can challenge that. You just step outside of your comfort zone to try new things. They can also expose you to different cultures and perspectives. What do you think about that? Like being exposed and growing and changing. Not everybody's excited about that, I think, but I love to hear your take on that to grow as a person. Yeah, because growth is really hard and um, it's it's really uncomfortable for a lot of people that don't become addicted to it. Like those of us that really love personal development. And 
I think it's scary for people to grow because a lot of times we outgrow our partners. And this is something I struggled with a lot in the past is that I felt like if my partners weren't growing with me, I was, I always feared I was going to outgrow them. And ultimately I did outgrow them. And I think that's one of the things where it's like not, we have this old ideology that you're supposed to get married in your early twenties and stay married for the rest of your life. But now with changing technology and changing inf- and, and ever um, evolving information, like we grow so quickly that if our partners are growing with us, we just like speed past them. And so we have to, the new mindset that we really need to take on is that not all relationships are meant to be forever. They're meant to help us grow. And I have this theory that I talk about a lot in with my clients is that every single relationship we get into is a soulmate uh, because there's three types. I'm sorry. I want to, I want to just give you a second to explain this. Um, it's really cool yeah. that we have our aligned soulmate, and this is the person that is going to be with us for a long period of time. This is a healthy relationship. Then we have twin flame and karmic soulmates. And these are the ones that were meant to come into our life to help us grow and help us get further along in our journey. Um, so not all relationships are meant to happen. They're just not meant to stay in your life forever. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. I think part of it is, um, with that growth mindset, I was having a conversation with somebody last night and we were talking about, you know, in your relationship, how can you leave it better than you found it? You know, I always felt mm-hmm. like I added value to people. It might not have ended perfectly, but I definitely added value. I definitely uh, left my mark in a good way, not mm-hmm. a bad way. I never ghosted anybody. I think it's important that ghosting is a big thing now, but I'm just having a conversation. Hey, we're not compatible. We're not a good fit, but that's okay. And, and, then, and then something I've learned, I've been taught is not to tell the other person it was their fault or what they need to work on you know let them discover that and not leave them in the spot where they think they're damaged or not Mm -hmm. good enough but to allow them to grow as a person and figure out what makes sense for them in their dating goals so i totally agree with what you're saying i think it's important to to understand that you can't outgrow people i think that's important um, to recognize but also can you help somebody grow can you help that other person grow and add value to them and help them you know become the next level of, of, of how they are as a person or in your relationship. And it's not, you don't always write people off, but at the same time, are they willing to grow? Can they grow? Do they want to grow? And yeah. Sometimes people don't. And sometimes they have bad behaviors or bad patterns that just aren't compatible. And it's okay to move on, I think. Well, it, if you're really committed. Yeah. And also one of the, speaking of growth and supporting your partner in growth is, um, one of the things in the last few years that I really dove into was what is love? What does it mean to actually love someone? And what are you doing mm-hmm. when you're in love with someone? Because we have all mm-hmm. these, these like Hollywood notions of what love is. And for me, I've come to the conclusion that love to love someone means supporting them in their spiritual journey, even if that means that you're not a part of it anymore. And so when you love someone and you're with them, of course, you're supporting them in your spirit in their spiritual journey. But if it's time, if it's, if the, the relationship is no longer serving you or them, it's best. The best thing is to support them by letting go. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I think part of it is, you know, cause what is the enemy of what's best for us, even in a relationships is what's good. 
And mm-hmm. if it's not going well and you're not able to help that person, you're not growing, it's toxic. Um, you know, how can you leave a relationship and leave in a better spot? And then also I pray for anybody I've ever had a relationship with or my friends or family is I pray God's best for them. I don't want ill for them. I, I do want what's best for them. And obviously if I'm not it, that's okay. Yeah. And I think it's having that mindset of, of being a good person, I think being a good human being, but having that growth mindset is really important. I totally agree with that. Uh, number three I put down is to have fun and companionship. I think dating can be a ton of fun. That's just my personality, wherever I am, the party is. But it's a great way to meet new people and make new friends. <laughs> if you're lucky, you might find someone special to share your life with is coming out of it. So that's what my mindset is. You know, how do you enjoy the moment? I think part of it is being present, being mindful, but really enjoying the moment and the person you're with. And um, I think because life is about relationships, I believe totally. That's where it all hinders around and and uh, what do you think? Obviously, I want to hear your take on that. But that makes me laugh. The um, where I'm at, the parties. <laughs> that was a good one. Um, and so, obviously, dating needs to be fun. Um, but there are stages to building a relationship, and yeah, sure. the topic today is like, why are you dating? So, if you're dating just to have fun, and once the fun ends, is when you leave. You'll never, ever, ever find a long-term partner because dating's not always fun and building a relationship is not always fun. And what builds a strong relationship is how can you overcome the difficult moments? And if you're just like, oh, not fun anymore. Okay, I'm out next to the, on to the next party. You're, you're going to be lonely forever because you're always just chasing, uh, how the, the person makes you feel. And if you're always chasing feelings and fun times, you're always going to be lonely. Yeah, that's a great point. I think uh, I appreciate you, you know, caveat that, you know, that fun is important. And it is something mm-hmm. you should be doing. And, uh, you know, but part of that is, you know, a relationship is serious. It is about somebody's feelings and about somebody's emotions. And, and that is important. And uh, so I don't want to make light of that at all. I do not. But I do think it's important to have fun. And if you're just not around somebody who is enjoyable or who is toxic, you know, who saps the life out of you. And I think I mentioned this before is how do you feel when you're not around that person, how they make you feel about you? How do you Mm -hmm. feel about that person? And obviously your smile, I have a smile on my face thinking about my person right now Mm -hmm. because I love it. I enjoy it. I want to be around them. I don't feel negative or hurt or taken advantage of. So that's, you make a great point. And I'm a guy, so maybe I look at more surface level things and you women are a little more introspective. I appreciate that, but. um, No, but you're, you're right about it needs to be fun um, because in the Jordan P- Peterson says seven out of 10 of the interactions with that person you're dating need to be positive ones. So three yes. out of 10 can be, you know, if you're negative, but as long as seven out of 10 are positive, you have the possibility for a long-term relationship with that person. So. Yeah, I like the way you bring that up because I'm really big on visual pictures and I call it your emotional bank account. Mm-hmm. You have to be making deposits, like you said that that Jordan Peterson quote. Out of seven out of every ten, you know, deposits or withdrawals. So you have to be making emotional deposits in that person's life, mm-hmm. and then what you're withdrawing, or if it's a negative experience, three of those. But you've made a lot of good deposits in that relationship for growth. And, and, and to learn, and that leads to my next principle, you know, to learn about others. I think it's important to learn about yourself, but also learn about others. 
And dating can help you understand people better. It really can. And you'll learn about the different backgrounds, experiences, values, what you do and don't want. I think it is really important to find those things out and, and others can help you do that. And it could be the person that you want to spend you know, the rest of your life with or you want to partner with. And I think it's important to learn about others, though, especially in the dating realm. Um, what do you think about that, though, to learn about others or, or how you can learn about others? Um, I think that when it comes to dating, most people don't approach it from the the lens of like, what can I learn about other people? I've always been a people watcher myself. And I've always mm-hmm. been really curious about um, the lives of other people and how, you know, how other people think and what they feel. And so I think that's maybe like an under the surface, like byproduct reason to be dating. But I think most people date for themselves. So I think it's, it is something that many of us find interesting, but I don't think it's one of the big ones. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Hey, these are my lists. So I want to critique as much as possible. (laughs) How about two? I have number five is to build relationships. Dating, and I believe is the first step in building a romantic relationship, but it's also a great way to build platonic friendships. So I think part of it is I'm not looking to take, you know, right away, but I'm looking to give. And I really am looking to build relationships. And I think part of that is um, I really look for the potential in people. That's just how I'm wired. Like I want to see you know, what God's created, you know, and there's potential in everybody. And, you know, and, and I think as humans, we should draw that out of each other. I'm real big about this principle of, you know, seeing the potential, seeing it, what is lies within them. And a lot of people don't even know what lies within them, you know, and, and mm-hmm. not that I have some kind of discernment or always, but I do see potential in people and see where they're at. And uh, I think that's really important, especially look for the good to uh, to build relationships and that is my first thing i want to add value and help people i don't want to take but i do want to get to know people and see what you know how i can get to know them and you know for me having a faith background you know i don't want to take something from this not mine yet but at the same time i want to be able to give a lot of value and and and, and reciprocate that as well so but what do you think about how dating um can help you build relationships yeah i think most most people date to with the intention of looking for a long-term relationship, at least most women. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's interesting because when you talk about it, you're always talking about the giving side of it and that's the masculine energy. And the issue with the, the issue that all women have is that they approach dating, um, trying to give as much as themselves as they can and prove themselves to a guy so they can have a long-term relationship with them and this is where i'm working to with women to change the mindset of this because we need to be able to lean back and be like what can i receive how can i be a little bit more selfish in the early stages of dating because that will help when you when you are trying to find an aligned partner to be able to lean back a little bit and then wait for the point in which you can reciprocate what's being given at the appropriate time and so dating for a long-term relationship is, of course, I think most people's goal. Yeah, no, I would totally agree with that. I think part of it is, it goes back to our question is, you know, why are you dating in the first place? And if you're dating for a mate, um, you know, with intention, I totally agree with that. And I think, um, I don't know about the selfish aspect, I know where you're coming from, but I think <laughs> part of it is we do have an agenda. I mean, we do have to love ourselves first and be healthy before we can love others. So I would totally agree with that. 
And if you're not in a healthy spot or in a good spot, um, sometimes we're all working on things, but if you're not in a good spot to be able to give to others, and I really believe that some, and a lot of people aren't, you know, a lot of guys aren't, but also a lot of girls are not in a healthy spot. So I do think, you know, that dating can help you, but also having the, been being really honest on the front end, what are your intentions? Hey, look, I'm looking, I just started dating. I'm just looking to see what's out there. I hear people say that. I totally get that. I'm real honest, but I'm looking. I just date. think that's yeah. such a negative way to go about it. To be like, oh, I'm just seeing what's out there. It's such a like, it. It's obvious they don't know what they're looking for, mm-hmm. and it's obvious that they have no real compass on where they want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime anyone says, "I'm just seeing what's out there," it's like, mm-hmm. why do you need to see what's out there? Why don't you just look for the thing that you actually want? You know, but I think you hit, that's a great point you're making. But what I think you hit on is most people don't know what they want. No, they that's true. They that's what they want. say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they know no, what they do not want. Correction. They, they know how they don't want to feel. They yes. don't, they don't yeah. know what they don't want, but they, they know how they don't want to feel. There's a difference there. And I think around this conversation, I think, which is great, is, is thinking about what you do want, because what you're looking for, you'll find. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking, if you're just aware of all the negative and what you're not wanting, your brain is what I understand is cannot process. When you say, I, I, I can't do this. You're telling your brain shuts down. And when you say, I don't want to eat fatty foods anymore. What your brain hears is I want to eat fatty foods. Our brain doesn't <laughs> process the negative. So we have to be really careful how we do self-talk. And I think you hit onto that is it's really important to define clearly before you start connecting with people in a dating relationship, what you do want. Mm-hmm. And I think, have to be nailed in 100%, but the more you can drill down on that, why you're dating and what's really important to you, you'll find that because what you're looking for, just like you buy a car, you didn't know about that car before, but now that you own that car, you see them everywhere. And it's kind of like that with dating with people. Um, but clarify, if we think I'm wrong on that, what do you think about that? No, it's true. Like you're, what you focus on, you, um, you feel and you have in your life. Mm -hmm. We focus on expands, I think is the saying, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, if you are dating without intention, without knowing what you want and just to have, you know, have fun. Oh, I'm just, I just want to have fun. Oh, I just, I want to find my husband, but you like, don't know anything about what that husband should look like or be like, or what your values are. Yeah. You're just going to be, this is why women and guys both get burnt out on dating and they're like, Oh, I just want to have fun or let's just hang out. And it's like, I don't, people that have direction don't have time to just hang out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two schools of thought I have are, um, one is what are the patterns we have in dating? So, you know, why are we dating in the first place? It's really easy to go into patterns of our family or what our past relationships are. So we have to be really careful with that. And then number two is, what do you really want, though? Do you have good health relationships that you had to model? That's what you're going after. That's what you're looking for. And I just assume, I think a lot of people assume that's who other people are. But you really got to take time. I think part of it is a dating, is a process. And you may not be able to click and click with everybody. That's why I think you really have to understand and gain some confidence and some traction and to be able to see other people in a social setting how they do under pressure. I mean, we all have issues. If something doesn't go right, they pull over and get a ticket, how they react or respond. If plans have to get canceled or re, you know rescheduled, how they react or respond. I think at part of it's time is a big part of that equation. But what do you think about that with dating and really looking for others 
and seeing how they are during the dating process? Um, obviously you need to a lot of, okay. So the issue is a lot of women when they are dating, they see what they want to see and they ignore things because they're like, Oh, well they make excuses for things. And you just have to really be willing to let go. It's like hard because you want to be goal oriented and be like, okay, I'm searching for this thing, but through the journey of it, be able to let go of the, oh, this partner needs to work out. This relationship has to be the one I want to make this work and just kind of go with the flow and yeah, see how people are and take them at yeah. face value and, and really be like, okay, he said this to me. It must be true. I remember one night, um, with an ex-boyfriend, we were about to start this really difficult goal of like going to the gym every morning and like really cutting out like sweets and the night before he this was like the first couple months of dating he got so drunk that i went to bed because we were getting up at 5 a.m to go to the gym and he came rolling in at like 1 a.m and he was so drunk and he had drank all the alcohol in the house because he was we, like that was part of the goal was to not drink for the next six months and so he drank everything and he came in and he was like sitting on the edge of the bed and he's like this is who I am. This is how I am. And I remember sitting there and being like, oh my God, he's literally telling me that this is him and this is going to be my life with him when something's hard or we start a big goal that he's going to fall apart. And ultimately I had to take it at face value and be like, this is how it's going to be dating him. And, you know, we broke up shortly after that because he, I had to listen to what he was telling me. There was no making an excuse for it and being like, oh, well, it's just a one-off thing. No, there's never one-off things. Yeah. What I guess as I think about that, especially in dating, I mean, but obviously I think you learned something pretty powerful there. What do you think was the lesson you got out of that in that dating situation? The exactly what you had the point you were making is that you need to when someone shows you who they are in the early stages. A lot of women would like to be empathetic and be like, oh, well, he was just feeling stressed or, oh, he just wanted to make the best of the situation and take advantage of his free night, you know, before not being able to drink alcohol. And it's like, no, like that's who he is. He's going to mess up his goal because we almost didn't go in the morning. So he was trying to sacrifice yeah. my advancement towards this goal by getting like, like I drug him out of bed and I was like, no, we're going like this was what we said we're going to do. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to let you sabotage this for me. And so ultimately I learned like, he's going to be someone who's going to sabotage his goals and my goals. And he's going to take me down with him. And I had to be like, okay, I don't like this. I don't like that. This is how he is, but I have to acknowledge that and do what's best for me. I think that's, that's a great story. I think for me, how I frame that is it gave, gave you some confidence now looking at, Hey, I know what I don't want in a relationship mm -hmm. and you could use that experience as a negative as well and say, Hey, all guys are losers and it doesn't work out and blame it on him. But if you could take that obviously and reframe like, Hey, I'm not going to let this take me down or I'm not going to, this is a red flag. I see really reframing that past experience to show a positive, what you don't want in the future. I think that's great. And I think part of it is you do have to talk and, 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 and talk to people and date people and to gain that confidence to know that how it's going and, and how it shouldn't go, but also how it can go. I think that's that's a great story. Well, also with it is 
in the past version of me, I would have blamed myself. I would have looked at it and been like, what did I do that made this happen? Did I not like, maybe I should have made him go to bed with me. Maybe I should have like communicated better with him, but because I have more confidence and I know what I want and don't want, I was able to be like, no, like this is not okay. I'm not okay with this. And be willing to walk away from someone that's going to put me in uncomfortable situations. It's just like they said, like if, if three or more of those, or um, yeah, if seven out of 10 aren't positive experiences, then you're going to suffer from the relationship. And that's ultimately what happened is that more and more of our interactions became negative ones. And that was the point in which I was like, Hey, this isn't good for me or fun anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, looking at that, obviously knowing what your goal is. So if it's to find someone to share your life with or a long-term partner in dating, I think knowing that this isn't going to work out and in the short term, it really gives you a, a glimpse into what you're going to experience. And then you, you just, like you said, you don't blow past it or you can't, you can blow past it. But if you, you know, if you're looking for somebody healthy and you see all these signs, you really do have to know, Hey, this, we're not a good fit. This isn't working out. I wish you the best. I think it's okay to have that conversation. And then it's like I describe with employees, if I got to fire somebody, they're just not working out and I've given them several chances. You know, I'd rather have 36 hours of headache or heartache versus six months of heartache and pain. Yeah. And sometimes right. that's how it is. You know, it's just it just is. Now it's not gonna be fun for anybody, but do you want to continue the suffering? So but I think if you are healthy, that person's healthy that you're talking to, you are looking for a long-term partner. I think dating gives you the opportunity to kind of to flush that out and to experience that. So Yeah, um, so you're right. Um did you go through all your lists? Was that I got a couple small ones, a couple couple more small ones, yeah. Okay, you want to show the small ones and then we'll wrap yeah, this up. Uh, so dating is just to experience love. Dating is a great way to, you know, find the joy and happiness, maybe, and in, in, in the ability to love somebody. And then because you know, one of the things about dating is why date in the first place? Because you want to. I think it's okay to look for somebody that you want to, you know, have a possible mate with. And if you don't put yourself out there, you won't find the person. So, you know, you can have all the great ideas and you can do a lot of counseling yourself, but unless you put yourself out there, you won't find a mate or you won't find a partner. So yeah, that's kind of my last points there, but go ahead with what you had to say, Keely. Yeah. So I think, um, my final piece of advice on, um, how to end the cycle. It's how to stop toxic love is if you are, if you're out there dating, really define why it is that you're dating like like you know really think about all the conversation we've had today and be like am i dating because i feel lonely am i dating to fill some void in my life or am i dating because i want to have an actual long-term partnership because if you're just using the apps or dating to to make more friends cool but realize that when you find a partner all these male friends that you're attracting into your life it like might not be sustainable after you find aligned partnerships. So maybe you should be going into certain clubs, uh, like not clubs as in the the club to go dance club, but like social groups, um, go dancing at like learn salsa dancing or join a hobby club or something like that and make friends in that manner or find more girlfriends to hang out with. Or if you're a guy, find more guy friends to hang out with. Uh, because 
if you're dating because you're lonely, you're always going to fill that void with other lonely people because, you know, these, we attract people that are going to be our mirror and you're going to get in a relationship and still feel lonely because you're just trying to fill that void with a partnership. So just be super aware of why it is that you're finding partnership. Because if you keep attracting men into your life or for guys, women into your life that aren't making you happy and are not adding to your life, it might be because you're dating for the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just, you know, if there's one piece of advice that could we wrap up to stop toxic love is just sit down for a minute, even a half hour and write, what are you looking for in dating somebody? Five things you want, not don't want, but you do want that are attractive qualities that are good qualities. And then five things that you think you bring to the table. What, mm -hmm. what would a, a person or a mate that you could add value or help them out? I mean, I think it, if you're realistic and spend 30 minutes doing that, maybe an hour if you're struggling, but I think that's super important. And you're going to know who you're going to attract because of what you're looking for. And then number two, you're not going to walk in the situation and tell them all your bad boyfriends or girlfriend stories. And you're going to be able to show how, what you do want and if they meet your needs or not. So that's kind of how I'd wrap things up today. What's one piece of advice you would offer Keely to uh, stop toxic love? Oh, I just shared mine, but it would be to be super aware. Yeah. Be hyper aware yeah. of, yeah. of why it is that you're seeking companionship. Because again, like if you're, if you're trying to fill a void, you're just going to fill the void with um, people that also have a similar void to you. Yeah, 100% agree. Yeah, great conversation today. Great way to start as you start to think about dating or you're just getting into dating or you want to date somebody. A great way to kind of springboard or jump off into some great questions. So thanks so much for the conversation today, Keely. Yeah, likewise.